Hello and welcome to the universe. I'm your host, Peter Cleary, and each week I'll be guiding you through everything you need to know about starting at the University of Adelaide with the help from some very special guests. Your place is here, your time is now. Let's find out how to make it happen. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ghana people, the traditional custodians whose ancestral lands we gather on, and the land on which the University of Adelaide's campuses at North Terrace, Waite and Roseworthy are located. We acknowledge the deep feelings of attachment and relationship of the Ghana people to country, and we respect and value their past, present and ongoing connection to the land and cultural beliefs. Hi everyone, I'm Peter Cleary from the domestic recruitment team at the University of Adelaide and today on our podcast I have a very good friend of mine, Jess Perry, who also works in our domestic student recruitment team. Today we're going to be having a chat about setting a target for university, picking a uni degree and then what alternative pathways we've got to be able to get you there. Welcome Jess. Thank you. Good to see you, good to hear from you. How are you going today? Good to be here. Pretty good. That's good. That's good. All right, let's just get straight into it. Um, Jess, part of your role at the university is to talk to students about uh, the University of Adelaide and our offerings. Um, What kind of things do you normally talk to students about when it comes to setting a target for university? So I think some of the things which is important for students to start to think about, and obviously we come across a broad range of students, so sometimes you might have know exactly what you want to do and be able to work towards that kind of pathway and it sort of all makes sense but there's a lot of students who are a little bit unsure or don't know exactly where they want to go so one of the things which we really encourage students to do is talk to those around them who are in the workforce and kind of do their own research and see what certain professions look like And then also start to look at what the broader labour market is doing and see if there's any kind of trends in terms of growth and match that up to what their interest areas might be in terms of maybe their hobbies, maybe their favourite subject at school, um, maybe something that they're just interested in in general and try to match that up to the career which might suit. So talking to those around you and um, looking at those that kind of labour market information Uh, and seeing where those growth areas are can be really beneficial to help you make that decision. That's a great idea. I guess it's kind of like working backwards, like finding a job that might be suitable for you and then matching that to the degree that would support that. Absolutely. Yeah, perfect. So I'm guessing in this case you do speak to quite a few students who don't really know what it is that they want to do, but they have their heart set on going to university. Um, So it sounds like you do have the chance to give them some really fantastic tips how to make that research really work for them and get some really good information, which is awesome. For sure. Um, I guess in terms of picking a university degree, do you generally have to chat to students about the subjects that they're doing in school to be able to undertake that university degree? Yeah, absolutely. In some cases where there is sort of a prerequisite requirement, then we are looking at the subjects they're undertaking in school to be able to do that degree. But also looking at the subjects that they're doing in school um, to be able to 
just see what degrees might be of interest to them because that kind of shows what their interest area is. Obviously, they pick those subjects to do in school, hopefully for a good reason, so that might lead them to the degree in which they wish to do. But with the prerequisite requirement, we absolutely are talking to students about um, what subjects they're doing to see whether they meet that prerequisite requirement. But some of the things which perhaps I think a lot of students don't necessarily realise is that if you don't meet the prerequisites for a particular degree and that's the degree that you want to do, there often is sort of a way around it um, where you might be able to do some first-year kind of university topics that will kind of equate to what um, you would have done in year 12 to catch you up and then be able to do that degree in the long run. So although if you, like it is good to keep your options open when you are looking at school subjects if you do have that opportunity, um, but if for some reason you think you want to do something completely different and then uh, sort of change your mind and then don't meet the prerequisite requirement, it's absolutely not too late and there is plenty of um, sort of ways around it, if you like, to be able to get the same outcome or the same knowledge so that you won't fall behind when you go into that degree. Yeah, beautiful. So it's kind of like the university provides a sneaky back way into different degrees even though it's not so sneaky. Absolutely, in some ways for sure. So you can always talk to our future students team and they can help work you through those if you're a little bit unsure. Yeah, awesome. A couple of examples that are coming to mind for me at the moment would be students who are really interested in engineering. At the University of Adelaide, we do have uh, quite extensive prerequisite requirements for our engineering degrees. Uh, what kind of options would you offer to students that are looking to do engineering but maybe decided they wanted to do engineering in the middle of year 12? For sure. So um, the engineering pathway is a great option for students who don't necessarily meet the um, prerequisite requirements. So it just requires a prerequisite of um, math methods. And if for some reason you don't meet that prerequisite, then there is a course, an online course called Math Track, which you can do, which will help um, kind of catch you up on that math methods element as well. So um, technically, if you don't meet any of the prerequisites, there is a way into engineering skill. Um, and if you have done math methods, then that's a bonus. The engineering pathway might be a great uh, opportunity for you. And you get to explore a couple of different types of engineering and then at the end of that year decide which engineering degree um, might be the one for you and go into the second year of that program. So it's a great option for those who um, might not meet the prerequisite requirements for our engineering degrees. Yeah, beautiful. So there's maths track as the option for maths methods and then the engineering pathway for specialist maths. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, awesome. Another example that comes to mind is our Bachelor of Laws as well. Um, it's quite an extensive ATAR requirement to get into our Bachelor of Law degree. Um, do you have any suggestions for students who are maybe looking into those competitive degrees for an alternate pathway to get into those? For sure. So um, you might, for example, go into the secondary degree. So if you're doing a Bachelor of Laws as a double degree, you might enter into the secondary degree. Um, that you're going to do at first and then using your grade point average add the Bachelor of Laws component to your program uh, later on. So plenty of opportunities for you to, um, or for flexibility I guess, and for you to be able to move around within the university as well. I know we do recommend our Bachelor of Laws as a double just to open up those graduate opportunities. Um, do you have any degrees that you recommend that work really well with the Bachelor of Laws that students can look at for that double? 
Yeah, so there's plenty of um, Bachelor of Laws degrees that are kind of packaged as a double degree. So it might be packaged with uh, a Bachelor of Arts, for example. Um, there's certainly some commerce and finance degrees that the Bachelor of Laws is coupled with as well. So I guess it's important to kind of start to think about what type of law uh, you might like to go into when you're entering the workforce. So again, it's kind of that think about the career first and then the education that's going to get you there. And then that might help dictate what that kind of secondary degree that you might do will be. Yeah, awesome. Um, now, obviously, we've had a chat just now about the Bachelor of Laws and that really competitive ATAR requirement. Um, do you have any, I guess, advice or information that you could offer to students who maybe aren't feeling confident about their ATAR or um, maybe aren't even getting an ATAR for school? Sure. So I think one of the things that's really important to remember is that the ATAR is not the be-all and end-all. Um, there's, again, certainly lots of different opportunities um, and different entry pathways to university as well. I feel like sometimes so much focus is put on the ATAR, um, but there's plenty of different other kind of options um, to be able to get into university as well. So we have a subject-based entry program for um, mostly some of our more kind of general degrees. If you get particular grades in certain subjects, then um, you'll have a guaranteed offer into those degrees. So that's a really great option if you're interested in those areas. And on our website, there is a fantastic kind of table which outlines what all of those degrees are, what all of the subjects are and what all of the grade requirements are. And it will really help set you up for success as well because you're obviously studying areas in school which relate to what that degree is that you'd like to do at university. So that's a really uh, fantastic entry pathway. There's also the STAT test. So perhaps if you don't have an ATAR or, um, I don't know, maybe you haven't studied for some time or something like that, then the STAT test might be a great option for you. And again, all of the information about this is on the SATAC website. So gives you a score out of 200 and we basically equate that to what the kind of ATAR entry requirement would be. Um, if you are a high school student but maybe um, you've been sick or there's some reason that you're not confident in your ATAR, then um, provided you'll be 18 on the 1st of February of the year in which you wish to commit study, then um, the STAT test is something which is available for you as well. So you might also look into that kind of pathway for entry. Now, is it true with the stat test that it's 70 multiple choice questions? Yes. That's fantastic. What a great way to, um, I guess, test your skills and use that as a pathway into university rather than all of that pressure on your ATAR for your studies in year 11 and year 12. That's a great option. Absolutely. Do you have any advice for students who are maybe um, studying at a different university or studying within the University of Adelaide but aren't feeling super confident in what they're doing? They think that there might be an area that would be better suited to them? For sure. So for some reason, if you change your mind or perhaps, you know, this, the degree isn't what you thought it would be or um, you want to pursue a different career pathway, then there's plenty of opportunities to move around between educational institutions as well as between um, the university itself as well. So uh, when you do this, we use your grade point average. So it's an average of all of your university grades. It's out of um, seven. And so we usually say for most degrees um, and for some it's obviously less, 
But if you can maintain a 5.0, then that is a fantastic grade point average to give you plenty of options in terms of transferring um, between degrees. So that's typically kind of a credit average in your grades. Um, so you can transfer between universities as well as um, between degrees within the university itself are using that. So after a semester or a year, depending on the program of full-time study, then you can use uh, that grade. Right. So you're saying that I could start a university degree and I'm not stuck in having to complete that university degree? Absolutely. There's always heaps of options for you to be able to move around to make sure that you're studying something that you're interested in, that you're passionate about, um, and that ultimately, hopefully, you will go and work in that field and make an impact in that field in the future as well. Wow, that's perfect. I um, think it's really great that the University of Adelaide is so flexible in that. Absolutely. I do have one other myth that I kind of wanted to address in this episode, um, and that's around how long your ATAR lasts for. So is there any way that you would be able to kind of explain that in a little bit more detail? For sure. So I think this is such a huge myth that we come across uh, all the time, every day, that's somehow um, out there. So the myth is that your ATAR expires after two years, which is absolutely not true. Your ATAR has, doesn't have an expiry date. Um, but it does expire after two years of higher education study. So once you've gone to university and you've studied for two years, um, if you're studying full-time and then perhaps you choose to leave for some reason or another, um, it's not for you and you might go and work or, or do something else, who knows, um, then that's when we must use your grade point average from your university studies. Um, but up until that point, you can still use your ATAR for entry two degrees as well. Awesome. So if I was doing a university degree full-time for about a year and then decided I wanted to change into something else, because it's within that two-year period, they'd look at my ATAR and also my grade point average? Yeah, they'd use whichever one is um, the better option. Oh, awesome. So they obviously give you the best chance to be able to change into what it is that you want to do. Absolutely. They really set you up for success. Awesome. I love that. Uh, well, thanks so much for your time today, Jess. I really appreciate you stopping by. Um, and it's been really informative to be able to answer some of these questions for students who are looking to come to university and picking the degree that they want to do um, or even having a look at the pathways that they can use to get there, whether that be because of any prerequisite requirements or um, an alternative to their ATAR. So thanks so much for your time. Fantastic. Thanks, Peter. It's been great to chat. Beautiful. Thanks very much. Have a great day. You too. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Universe. Catch us next week for more information about the University of Adelaide.